What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and today my friend Andrew Fish is hopping on and we are talking about media and how on earth do we steward media today? Because this is really crucial time for us to understand what to do, how to do it, and how to walk forward with wisdom. My hope is that you're encouraged and this is a solution podcast. So there's a solution for you to know how to create healthy boundaries for media today and what's going on because my goodness, my goodness, do we ever need to guard our time, our eye, our eye gates, and our ears, and just what we're putting our time to, because it comes out. It's a reflection of all that we are putting our hands to. So without further ado, my friend Andrew Fish is the bomb.com, pure-hearted, man of God. Let's go, let's go, let's go. What's up, Set Apart fam? This is about to get real, okay? My friend Andrew Fish is here, and he's the associate pastor at Convergence Church, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that, but he's also a fellow podcast host of a new podcast called Raw and Relevant, and I really want you guys to hear this man of God. I've heard clips of him preaching on Instagram. I actually met him in Mozambique years ago in 2012. I don't even know if you wow, remember. Wow. I told I don't remember that. That's Probably, crazy. I still I remember we were at this like cool hotel, you know, around the corner and your family showed up and we were talking at that it was like me and a few others and we saw you guys and it was like, "Oh, cool." Um, I didn't know my husband yet. But that was the year I was wow. praying for him, and you were probably hanging out with him at Convergence at the time. That is crazy. Yeah, it, it was probably the Pimba Beach Hotel, if my yeah. memory serves me. Um, we would go to the hotel because, let's be real, in Pimba, there wasn't a whole lot of like food. So yeah. if you were on the property, you ate rice and beans. Yeah. So we would we would kind of stow off to the hotel to grab a pizza totally. or something. <laughs> we would we would ask them for fruit. And we would ask them for iced coffee. And my roommate um, would tell them how to make the iced coffee, which is really cute and funny. But the <laughs> fruit cups, and this is like, they consider this a four-star or five-star resort in Mozambique, mind you. Um, the fruit cups were those, you know, the canned fruit with the syrup? Oh, oh yeah. That yep. was the fruit that they would give us. Anyways, yep. blast in the past. Yeah, it has an expiration date of two years from now. Probably. Probably. Yeah. If it wasn't already expired. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> That's just real. But I remember hearing your mom speak at a women's night there and I fell in love with her. I was like, mm-hmm. she's just like the cutest thing. And your parents were at our wedding and they've, they've really impacted my husband's life and they've impacted mine too. I know, I know like um, who they are and what they do is so real. And I love how connected you guys are to going out into the mm-hmm. world, not just keeping within the four walls of the church. And so I know the character mm-hmm. of the fish families bomb.com. And I love, I love me some BJ fish. It's a Matt fish yeah. and I just love your fam. So would you dive in and just tell people a little bit, what is it that you do? What's the heart behind Raw and Relevant and what do you get to do in your role at Convergence Church right now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just first want to say thank you so much, Jamie, for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to jump in. I thank love you. supporting other podcasts, so I, I so appreciate it. And um, my podcast is called Raw and Relevant. It started, I I started during quarantine. I just, I I had kind of been chewing on the name for a while and kind of been asking the Lord, you know, what do I do with this raw and relevant thing? Like I have it, but I don't know what to do with it. And finally during quarantine, I I felt like the Lord was like, you just need to go for it. You need to press into it. You love to talk, (laughs) which I do. So it was like, let's, let's just go for it. And so that's kind of how the raw and relevant podcast was born. And the Lord's just 
I mean, just the favor on the guests that I've been able to have on the show. It's just way beyond anything I could ever do on my own. So I really do feel like he's he's been on it. But essentially, similar to your podcast, Jamie, I just have different guests on the show and we'll typically discuss a particular topic for a little while. Really conversational based, really wanting it to be raw, really authentic and genuine and real. And then also trying to pick topics that are a little bit more relevant for today. So like a raw, authentic uh, a conversation and about topics that are relevant to what we're going through right now. And so that's that's a little bit about the podcast. Um, I am the associate pastor at Convergence. So uh, I do a lot from a vision leadership perspective. I also preach um, usually one to, to two times a month, just kind of depends. And so that's kind of been a role that I've been stepping into more as well, but definitely more on the leadership vision side as well. Um, there's a lot of things that come with that, but that's that's kind of the, the gist of it. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. I have to hit mute in between because we live in the airport. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's, that's awesome. I, I love hearing that. You know, it's, it's when you know God, it's not vulnerable getting out there. It's easy to be like, to respond to him. But when mm. there's a dream cultivating, it's like, there is this breaking point where you just know it's time. And I'm super pumped. We were talking about Andrew and I were talking before this about like what's on his heart right now because he's going to get raw and relevant on the Set Apart podcast. <laughs> crazy is, this is so on my heart at the moment. And I'm asking the Lord the very question about what he's sharing. So we're going to talk about time and the importance of managing and stewarding our time. Well, essentially, I summarize that in my own way. But in that regard about what does it mean to not be busy? Like, what does it mean to protect your time and not get in the quote unquote American dream of hustling? Cause it's cultural put that on you and then dreams come in and then it's like, you get overwhelmed cause you get all these ideas and then you put more time into it than you probably need to. I mean, speaking from my own experience, but then I've seen so many posts on Facebook recently. And I've been talking to my husband Lance about this too is okay. I know that I am quote unquote called to media, but what does it look back mm -hmm. look like to take a breather? Because the past few days, I feel like I've been on it too much. It's been a distraction. So I'm happy to lay it down. So I'm asking God, what does it look like for me to lay it down in this season to take a breather? Because it's not worth it to me to be distracted from his heart and what he's saying and, and uh, you know, getting caught up in culture and fake news. Just kidding. But kind of, I'm yeah. kind of you know, fake kingdom news and fake news is all over. Um, yeah. Anyways, all that to say, why don't you dive in here and like, what is the Lord? You know, I, I, I painted the overall picture of what you kind of said before, but dive in and tell us about it. Like get real about like stewarding time well or not being busy or whatever it was you were saying. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to put words in your mouth. Jamie Lynn's interpretation you know, is different than probably Andrews. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and there's probably a lot of a lot of different ways that we can take it. Uh, I think for me personally, probably over the course of the last year, year and a half for sure, I've been on a journey of really trying to get away from the hustle mindset and get into a more a, a place of everything that I'm doing is intentional. 
Um, and I think that that's been really where I'm at. Like Emily and I, we've, we've adopted a Sabbath, for example, on Saturdays. We really try to protect it as family time. Like we're not going to work. We're going to do as much as possible to protect our ability just to rest, spend time with family, spend time with the Lord and have that be the key to Sabbath. And, and I think even that concept is a very un-American concept. Um, we don't really know what a break is, let alone taking an entire day. Like it almost sounds like I don't want to make money or I don't want to be successful because that's, that's, that's what people think. They think you have to be working seven days a week constantly in order to be successful, in order to hustle your way to the top, in order to climb the corporate ladder, in order to run a successful church or ministry, like whatever capacity that you are in, there's, there's a strong cultural mindset that you have to just constantly be doing something. And I think it's so bad, actually, that I have personally found over the course of the last three to four months that when I'm not doing anything, my mind immediately goes to things I should be doing. And so it's, it's almost like because of our culture, it's so in, ingrained in our culture that actually we've lost the ability to rest because we don't know what that is anymore. Because rest is still like, oh, what do I need to do? I need to do this. I need to go there. I need to do this. And we're, we're just, it's because we've, we've been teaching ourselves and we've been in this rhythm of rest just isn't, it's just not possible. It's not feasible. It's not something I'm, I'm going to be able to do. And so I think we've just thrown it out. And, and I think that has a lot of consequences to it. I think we are way over busy. I think we are hustling our way to burnout. Um, the amount of of this that I see in the church, like in just in ministry, for example, uh, just the amount of people that get burned out on ministry, and you ask yourself, well, why, why did it burned out? Well, I would I would say that probably a big impact of that is they're not resting and taking time to just be still before the Lord. Um, they're not pulling back and just having time to refresh and recharge. There's a constant need to feel like you have to be doing something even in ministry. Um, and so I think slowing down, you know, uh, it says in, in the Psalms, it says, you know, be still and know that I'm God, you know, so you have to be still is the first part of that. And then when you, when you're still, and when you're in that place of resting, that's when like, you can know that he is God. And I have found that to be true recently. Like in my quiet times, the Lord has had me not even open my Bible yet, but just to sit, stop, don't, don't even have my phone in the room because studies show that if your phone is even in the same room as you, your literally your productivity will plummet, even if it's just in the same room as you. So not even to bring my that phone. So much that's, that's cool. That's a cool, I mean. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, so don't, don't even have your phone in the room, but just to sit with the Lord. And it's when I sit and I take time to actually be still with him that I can actually hear him speak instead of me doing all the talking or me doing, doing his even quiet time can become a routine. That's actually outside of us actually being still before the Lord. We're still doing a lot. 
when a quiet time is really about being, it's about abiding, it's about being still, but to be still, we have to actually be still. And that means being silent sometimes and just allowing the Lord to speak to us and not feel like we even have to be doing anything, even in our quiet time. So I think this is in every area. I just feel personally that it's a really, really big deal. Like the need for people to establish a Sabbath routine in their life. Um, whatever that that looks like, whatever day that looks like, that is extremely important. But then even making intentional decisions within your life, like are there certain things that I'm feeling are are really more stressing me out? It's more busyness and not intentional focused time. Um, so I think looking at all those 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 variables is important when it comes to just slowing down. Um, I've been reading a really good book. If I could recommend a book, it would be The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter Scazzaro. It's an amazing book, but in it, he has a chapter called Slow Down for Loving Union. And the whole chapter is about how we are so busy that we miss God. And man, that, that is convicting to me. Like that is convicting as a pastor that I could actually, I could actually be preaching and leading people in a church setting and actually be missing him yeah. because I'm overly busy. And, yeah. and, and, and so that just like, that hits me like a freight train. Like, I mean, there's, there's this great quote by Corey, Corey Tinboom. It says, um, if, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. Yes, I've heard that. I heard that oh, man. a half ago, and that really got me. And like I, I've been reading another book by uh, it, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Homer. It's a phenomenal book, and in it he says it hits me like a freight train that in America you can be a successful pastor, but you can be so successful as a pastor that you're actually failing as an apprentice of Jesus. Ugh. And that just that that puts the fear of God in me, like Jamie, like that yeah. right there, like and you can apply that, like take that, but apply it to every area of your life, business, whatever that looks like. Like I can be so successful in my business. I'm making so much money. And yet there are other things that I'm actually are, are maybe some consequences of that. If I'm not taking time to focus on the Lord, focusing yeah. on the things that really are important and valuable. Yeah. You know, I, I love this conversation. So many people reach out to me and they're like, I know you're probably busy, but because it looks like I am. And I used to do it all and I do it well, but I hurt people because I'd be running late to something or I wouldn't be able to yeah. give up. You know, it just it, there's a burnout when you're doing too much. I was the yes woman. And yep. I feel like I'm in a season where I'm like, yes to you, God, and no to the things that would distract or not yet to the things yeah. that would distract me from you. And, and so people call me busy and I'm like, I, I did a post about this recently. I'm like, it kind of <laughs> bothered me. I'm like, why are people call me busy? I feel like I feel peaceful. I feel like I fight for peace in our life. And, you know, I always film in bulk for my podcast or for the next America yeah. show. It probably looks like every week I'm doing something. <laughs> now, you know, the secrets people, but to me, it's such a peaceful way to do things that I realize they're seeing the fruit of me protecting my schedule. So they're hearing no, thinking I'm busy, or they're assuming because they're looking, whatever, but I'm able to do what I'm doing with God because I'm saying no. And then there's the next level now in this season where I'm learning to not go so far in because I'm such a visionary that I'm doing more 
than is needed right now because I can see where it's going. And so that's that's the total genuine real place of where I'm at right now is like, okay, so in order to keep this peace, even within what you've you know, initiated with me, God, what we've initiated together in building, you know, this podcast or the next America show is, okay, what, what is today and what is now? Because I can kind of see where it's going, but what's today and now? Because I have a husband, I have a family and I have friends. And most importantly, I have a fire before the Lord and I don't want it to burn out. And, and you didn't see people burn out in scripture because Mm. they were, we heard about the ones whose hearts were completely and fully turned to him. And we heard about the ones who weren't. So I say that cause I'm, I like burn with passion for the, protecting this place with God in two days without reading the word. I physically feel it. I can't stand it. Absolutely. So anyways, and then, okay. So I love, I love what you're sharing and I love these quotes, especially the one that you shared about, you know, if the Lord, if the Lord, if the enemy can't get you to sin, he'll keep you busy. Huge word a word, huge word for America right now. So how would you dive into, um, how would you dive into social media right now? And, you know, we have a quote unquote pandemic, but I feel like the pandemic we're experiencing is as a Christian, what am I, how much time am I supposed to put to media? Cause there's so many platforms, so much time you can be spending. What do you, what's stirring in you right now in regards to um, media and our time? Well, I mean, honestly, just to put it bluntly, the need to have boundaries and the need to really um, protect it to the point of figuring out a way to get in a rhythm where I actually say no to it probably more than I say yes to it. And and I'll kind of explain what I'm talking about with that. But so what I've seen with social media is I've been looking at some of the numbers and I've been looking and I've been reading and I've been praying and everything that I read points to the fact that this is a massive issue. It's a massive issue, not just in the church, but we're talking about there's an entire generation right now, Generation Z, that is growing up in an entire uh, culture. They're growing up not having any idea what things were like before social media, before smartphones, before you know, being able to just connect and have a data plan and, and all of that, you know, I'm a, I'm a millennial. And so like, I can still go back to my really early young days and remember that there was a life before a smartphone. And that life was actually filled with me being outside, playing hockey, playing soccer all the time, climbing and all of these things. And, and again, I'm not saying that we're, we're not still doing that, but I do think that there has been a substitution for the smartphone in terms of time. And I mean, Jamie, the numbers are staggering. Like I watched a documentary and since the the iPhone. Yes. Okay. Tell us about it. Go for it. So phenomenal documentary. um, And in it, they talk about how, when the iPhone came out, literally they can go back and they can track the numbers that when the iPhone came out, anxiety, depression, went up amongst preteens and teenagers over 140%. Think about that number for a second. And of course, that number correlates directly with 
an increase in suicide and in depression and the need for people to get help in those areas. Mental health, like why, why has mental health all of a sudden become a huge, huge issue? I think largely it's the smartphone. I think it's, it's our inability to part ways with it. It's, it, it's become a mindless activity. Um, in fact, there's a stat also that 70 77% of young adults say that when they're bored, the first thing that they pick up is their iPhone. Yeah. It's the first thing that we pick up. Like if we're like just sitting here and we're like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Like the first thing we pick up is our phone and we get on social media and we're scrolling. And before we know it, we've spent 30 minutes to an hour of our time. The numbers are crazy. Like if you look at your phone, you can go in and you can look at how much time you're spending. Like most yeah. of us probably on average, we spend easily three to four hours on our phone and probably at least one to two hours of that, generally speaking, is just so social media alone. And so that's time that we could be spending with our family. That's time that we could be spending alone with the Lord. But instead, we're on these 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 platforms. And I'm not I'm not inherently saying that social media is just this evil giant that, you know, there's so many good things about social media keeping us connected. There's so many good things about uh, the way that technology has evolved. But I do think that as believers, we need to press into figuring out how to have boundaries, healthy boundaries around the amount of media and social media time that we are consuming, that our kids are consuming. Like I think about my daughters growing up in a generation that doesn't know any, anything other than social media. And, and I just think this is a really, really big, big, big issue that I think we need to be talking about. Like we need to be yeah. putting boundaries around this because it's such a man, when you get on that, that, that platform, it's so easy to compare yourself. It's so easy to think I don't have my life together. Look at this person, you know, they have their life together. And because of all this comparison and this thing, it's led to anxiety, depression, and ultimately the suicide rate has gone up. Yeah. And so anyway, I just, that was really heavy. <laughs> so no, um, it's real. But, it may be heavy. It's real. We need, we need to be aware. The thing is, I was just thinking like, well, I want to hear, I want to hear this from you actually. Um, what do you think? What do you think solutions are for this, for the body of Christ? What do you think it is to be set apart? What are, what do you think are some simple solutions to this right now? Well, I think the number one simple solution is because I think with this issue, I think you have to start by going very practical because again, again, this is something that I think we have to start putting boundaries in and I think we have to be really practical about it. So I would say one of the first steps would be figure out a way to monitor your, your time on it and, and kind of start to be aware of, okay, when I'm just not doing anything, why do I just pick up my phone? You know, yeah. and that could be as simple as doing a few things. You can, you know, put your phone in another room. Like for example, on your Sabbath, that might be a really good time. Spend the whole, spend as much of the day as possible, not on your phone. Like put it, put it by your bedside table, whatever that is. And just don't, don't touch it. Like don't try not to go to it. The second thing that I would say is I, I think that we need to be putting restrictions on our phone. I think that there's a way on your iPhone that you can set up restrictions for time. 
I think that's important. Figure out a way to trigger, ha have a trigger and a boundary that says, okay, I've already spent 45 minutes on social media today. I need to not be on it anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then in that place, do things that are more intentional than, than, than just screen time, you know, spend time with family, spend time outside, you know, this, this whole mindset, we have a generation that is growing up and I'm deeply sobered by this, by the fact that they don't know how to entertain themselves. Yeah. And the reason they don't know how to entertain themselves is because this is entertaining them. Yeah. And, and so, you know, why aren't we able to, to, to be still? Why aren't we able to rest? Why aren't we able to, to do these things? Part of it, I think is it's so ingrained that we just yeah. watch videos and we just do this, but that's not yeah. really time spent with, with the Lord. It's not intentional. It's not focused. And so I think we have to get practical and we have to be willing to put some accountability in place on our phones to say, I'm not going to do that. For some people, you may need to you may need to take more of a drastic approach and just fast from it or, yeah. you know, take, take a social media break, delete the apps off your phone and just see what happens when you're not on it for a while, because man, yeah. that's when stuff starts to come out at you. The first yeah. couple of days, I remember when I took a break from, from Instagram, the first few days were so hard. I was like, I don't have a life. I'm not connected to anybody. I can't, I don't know what's happening at all these people. And, and then finally it was like, the Lord was like, well, what if that doesn't matter? Yeah. What if it's actually more important for you to focus on me and actually be present on what you're working on and where you're going and not be worried about what everyone else is doing. Or if you just, you know, if you got in your, your story quota for the day or, you know, all these different things. And so I think, I think for some of us, we need, we need to fast it. We need to say, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to do three weeks with no social media or no, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I'm just not going to get on it. And I'm just telling you, I, I feel like it's going to be amazing to see what the Lord yeah. does when you do that. But I just, I just think that this is a huge issue. I think we need to be talking about it more. I think we need to be providing help boundaries and just educating people on, what some of the what some of the pitfalls of this are if we continue down this road of all of our time is spent here our kids are constantly on here they're on here from a younger and younger and younger yeah. age i mean the amount of pornography that's available at your fingertips on social yeah. media i mean it's just all so easily accessible yeah and i've yeah. had this thing where the lord's just been telling me what if it's not about being accessible to everything. It's about just spending time with, with, with me and being intentional about your time. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. We could keep going on and on about this. I think that's really beautiful, practical advice. And for those tuning in, I, I remember I went away for 40 days on a fast and I turned off my phone completely. I mean, I had it ready to talk to my parents if needed, but I turned it off and I'm though like the, like a, I almost said I'm Mother Teresa. I'm not. But what I meant to say is in a, I'm a nun in the sense that I could totally, like it would be, it's a dream scenario for me to com be completely unplugged. Like I love it. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful. It's so, it's such an amazing time. And more than ever, I'm recognizing the need to keep doing this and, and have that, even when you don't know, think you need it, to have that intention. I love the word you're using, intentionality. Like you know, I've had seasons where I didn't open my phone after 9 p.m. every single day. I didn't open it after 9, and I didn't open it before 10. 
And then I yeah. had, um, even with my work, it's the same way scheduling. Like I wouldn't meet with people before 11 AM on zoom or on, you know, on, on a call or whatever it is, because I wanted to make yep. sure that it worked out. And I wanted to make sure most importantly that I had my time with the Lord alone, especially while yep. my husband's gone at work or whatever it may be. So whatever the, the Holy spirit has wisdom in a blueprint for you. And he's excited to share it with you. He wants this time with you. So I encourage people to ask him and to take, I love your advice, Andrew, just start small, start practically and, and watch what happens because we don't remember so much of what we see. Like I couldn't tell you how many people like my post. I couldn't tell you how many, you know, who commented on my post and how I felt about, like, I just don't, it's not like that, but I do love encouraging people and putting encouraging things out there, but I could stop for 30 days if I wanted to, you know, and needed to and need to, or whatever it is. But Anyways, Andrew, would you pray for the people? Would you pray for those who are tuning in? Because, you know, it is called Set Apart. And we are like, and I know you're so good. I've seen I've seen clips of you preaching about this too. But we have got to choose the narrow path. We've got to continue to live a life set apart and not let culture influence us. Mm-hmm. So for those tuning in, this is serious. You have to do big things in the ways of the world. This is small and obvious in the kingdom of heaven, but on in the world, it's so polluted and colluded that it's like, what, what, this is abnormal for us to be talking like this. So living a life set apart is taking these quote unquote extreme measures to stay connected with him and let that fire remain burning before you. Anyways, I'm off. This podcast isn't about me, but I just, I want people to remember like the importance of like living set apart is extreme but it's extremely liberating and freeing. And the things you're battling in the world could be because of social media. So lay it down for three weeks. I felt the Lord on three weeks. Some of you are tuning in. Andrew was like, you know, get off social media for three weeks. That may be really wise before elections. (laughs) Yeah, no, really the, the amount of noise and chaos. And, and I appreciate what you said, because I mean, even that scripture in Leviticus, be holy as I am holy, you know, that, that word is set apart. You know, and so that is setting yourself apart. You know, it's consecrating yourself. It's setting yourself apart unto him. And I think with all of the noise that the distraction, I think there there's a there's a generation that we don't know how to do that in in some ways. And I think some of that is laying this down and being willing to just set our minds allow him to renew our minds. And so I, I I thought that was so good. Like anything, nothing can come before him. Like we have to have him as the focal point. And that includes our social media. Like if we're spending more time on social media or we're picking it up during our quiet time, that should be a sign to us. Like, man, I've got to take a break so that I can set my heart and my mind, get it renewed to him and to his ways. I love that. Pray for us, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus, we thank you, God, for everything that you're doing. I just bless every single person watching, Lord. And Lord, we do, Lord, we thank you, God, that this this isn't meant to be like a heavy topic. It's 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 there's there's meant to be hope in that. Like we we can practically speaking, we can take a break and we can just focus on you. I ask you that you would give people the grace and the strength, Lord, to be able to just maybe if there's something that's that you feel like is maybe there's some distractions or some busyness and just there might be some things that some of us need to lay down. 
um, I would just encourage you, let's just lay those things down. So Lord, we just thank you. I just ask you that if there's anything that people need to lay down, I just ask you that, that they would lay it down, even if it's for a season. Lord, just to set apart, even as Jamie's podcast is called, to set themselves apart unto you and unto what you you have called them to, Lord. And so we just thank you for that, Lord. I just ask you that you would allow us to, to be able to steward technology and social media well, Lord. We thank you for the gift that it is, Lord, but we also ask you, Jesus, that you would allow us to use it um, in a way that's effective and that doesn't doesn't actually allow the enemy to come in and sow, sow some seeds in a, in a generation, Lord. And so we just thank you for that, God. And I just ask you that um, you would just allow people to find freedom and to find their place of rest with you, Lord, and that they would really know that they can be still and know that you are Lord in Jesus name. Amen. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? Yeah. So my podcast is raw and relevant. So you can go to www.rawandrelevant.com. Uh, the Instagram handles at raw and relevant. And then personally, uh, Instagram is probably the best place at, at Andrew fish. So that's kind of where everything is. You can find the podcast episodes. And if you want to get in touch with me personally, see what's going on at conversions, probably follow, uh, my personal account. Perfect. Thank you so much guys. Um, I encourage you to go follow him, go check out his podcast. If you're wanting to fuel yourself with good content, that's thought provoking, that is raw, that is relevant, that Christians are needing to discuss today. I want to encourage you to go subscribe to his podcast, go give it a go. And also if you haven't subscribed to this, but you're tuning in, please go subscribe um, to this podcast today and leave a written review. I love seeing the reviews coming in. I love seeing who's listening. I meet some of you guys in person and you're like, I love your podcast. And I'm like, I didn't even know you were listening to it, but I would love to know through social media. Um, I would love to know you. This is our tribe and you can join our tribe. Now, if you, you can become a patron and go to jamielinwalnow.com and click on join the tribe and you can sew into this podcast and get extra content that's exclusive for our tribe. And you can also sew into the next America show by helping us um, create this free content and get like actually put money in it to get the momentum going because we're at a point where we need your help. So yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. I just want to encourage you. I just Jamie, like you need to sew into it. Like what what she is doing in media, like it is something where if you sow that seed, I just know that the Lord's going to bless it and that what is happening with her show, her next America show, all of her media that she's putting out, it is just good soil. So I just want to encourage you to sow into that because I'm excited to see where the Lord's going to take it. Thank you. Me too. Cause you never know with God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew. So go on relevant. Thanks for joining us on set apart and we will check you out next week here with some fun set apart content.